So open your Bibles, chapter 4 of Joshua. Just a little quick recap, if you'll remember with me, Joshua means Jehovah saves or the Lord is salvation. And you'll remember also Joshua is a type of Jesus. And the stones represent strong, versatile, easily accessible, endurance, stability, permanence, as even uh, it took a whole lot to get Fred Flintstone's house to even move because it was so solid with stone. Um, and stones are, they're almost immovable, the large stones, right? And so it's a picture of being able not to be moved by all sorts of things around us, right? So, so let, me, let me just go here. In chapter 1, we see that Moses passes, dies, and Joshua is given the charge to lead the people out of the wilderness into the promised land. In chapter 3, verse 7, the Lord begins to exalt or lift up Joshua in the sight of all Israel. And the Lord says, I will be with you just as I was with Moses. So he exalts him and he puts him on the same level, if you will, as Moses as far as uh, uh, being able to lead. And the ark was to go first. And when their priests set foot in the Jordan, this is in 3.14 and 15, the water cut off so all the people could safely cross the Jordan. 3.17 says, And the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant stood firm on the dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel crossed on dry ground until all the nations had finished crossing the Jordan. And then we're going to pick it up in chapter 4. You'll remember with me that the, that the Jordan River had swollen and the Lord is the one, the Lord is the one who stops it. The Lord is the only one with the power. You'll remember there was one other place. What? The red what? Sea. He stopped that as well. He parted the Red Sea. He parted the Jordan River, or he stopped the Jordan River from flowing so that the people could pass through. Look with me in verse 1 of chapter 4. It says, Now when the nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Now they, you had a picture, they've already crossed through the Jordan. They've crossed through, and the Lord spoke, and he, take, he gives them some direction here. Take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one from each tribe. You remember there was 12 tribes. So take one man from each tribe and command them. Now this is instructions. The Lord, remember, is speaking to Joshua. He's giving him instruction. Take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from each tribe, and command them, saying, Take up for yourselves 12 stones here out of the middle of the Jordan from the place where the priest's feet are standing. Remember, the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan with the ark, and they're standing firm. And carry those 12 stones, if you will, carry them over and lay them down in the lodging place where you go and lodge tonight. So he takes, each one takes one stone out of the middle of the Jordan and they take them where? Over to where they're going to lodge. Where are they going to lodge? Look at verse 20. And those 12 stones, we're going to just jump over here for a second, to verse 20. Those 12 stones, he's talking about the 12 that they carried out, which had been taken from the Jordan, set them up at Gilgal. So that's where they lodged at Gilgal. Those are the first set of 12 stones. 
Verse 4, so Joshua called the 12 men. Now Joshua is taking the lead here. The Lord has given him the authority to take the lead. And he says, so Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the sons of Israel, one man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, gives them instructions. He received the instructions from the Lord. Now he's going to pass the instructions on to the 12 men. So what we're kind of looking at, we're taking, he's taking the leadership role and he's, taking, he's listening to what the Lord has said. He's following through what the Lord has said and he's telling these guys what to do. He says, tell them to cross again. Because remember now they had taken the 12 out. He said, cross again, go back to the ark of the Lord, your God, and to the what? Middle of the Jordan. And each of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of Israel. Remember, it sounds like we're being re- it's being repeated, but you've got to remember that the Lord gave him instruction. Now he's given the instruction. So it almost, when I refer, read this the first dozen times, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, he's continually repeating himself, which sometimes he repeats himself, and it's important, if he does repeat himself, it's important to catch it and remember it. But what he's really doing is what I just said before. He's received the instructions from the Lord, and now he's passing them on to the twelve. He says, so cross again to the ark, the Lord your God, into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes and the sons of Israel. Verse 6, let this be a sign among you. So, the, so after I read that, I said, well, why? Well, what, what's the reason for this? And here's the answer, verse 6. Let this be a sign among you so that when your children ask later, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall say to them, because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall become what? These stones shall become a memorial to the sons of Israel. How long? Forever. It wasn't some temporary sign. It was a sign, a memorial, a mark that would stay there forever. We think about memorials. I, I happen to do a whole lot of memorial services. And what's the purpose of a memorial service? To remember, to remember the person that has passed. And not only that, then when we get to the cemetery, there's a headstone that's put on. That headstone, people pass by. I've done many. I love to look at headstones when I go to the cemeteries, and just look at the people that have passed before, and you look at the dates and how old they were and how how long they lived, and just some of the things they say. Like my mom says, "Good." Or, uh, great mother, great grandmother, you know, and you start looking at those things and you, and you just kind of remember, or you don't really remember, but you kind of picture what the people looked like. So these 12 stones were in Gilgad as a reminder of the crossing of the Jordan. Now, verse, look at verse 8 with me. Well, let me say this first. We all have memorials. You may think you don't, but we do. Memorial, memorial is what? To remember something. You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, my dad passed when I was 10, and I, got a, I have a set of cufflinks from my father. And they're broken. And they're gold, and they have like a, <laughs> a dice on them. 
I mean, they're, not, they're probably not worth 25 cents. But every time I see them, it brings to remembrance how special they are because they came from my father. You know, so it's a memorial. It's something to remember. You might have, you know, you might have, well, you have your birth certificate. That's a, something to remember of your birth. You might have a marriage license, a driver's license, a passport. Those things are all memories. Now, the memorial is not something you worship. It's something that brings to remembrance. It's, otherwise, it becomes an idol. We don't want to make an idol out of it, but we want to remember. We want to remember the crossing of the Jordan. Why do we want to remember the crossing of the Jordan? Not, not because of anything other than the Lord did it. The Lord made it possible to happen. Look with me in verse 8. Thus the sons of Israel did as Joshua commanded. They took up the twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, just as the Lord, remember, spoke to Joshua, according to the number of tribes and the sons of Israel, and they carried them over with them to the lodging place, Gilgal, and put them down there. Here's my verse. I love this very next verse. Verse 9 and verse 24. Verse 9 says this. I love this. I hope I can convey this. Lord, help me convey this the way that you conveyed it to me. Then Joshua set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the feet of the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing, and they are there to this day. It's not mentioned anywhere else. Those 12 stones, just one verse talking about those 12 stones. The other 12 stones are at Gilgal as a remembrance of the crossing of the Jordan. That's where they lodged. It says, then Joshua set up 12 stones. The Lord never told Joshua to set up 12 stones. Joshua took it on his own to set up those 12 stones as a memory, as a memorial to our Lord God. I was thinking, that's crazy. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? He, you got these people getting over, getting across from the wilderness into the promised land. and You got the priest standing there in the center of the Jordan River and all of a sudden he takes 12 stones and he starts making a memorial. He stacks up a memorial. He, he does it himself. He doesn't get somebody to do it for him. And I'm thinking, why? Why does he do that? And I'm going to give you three things. And you can take them for what they're worth. This is just three things that, that I believe the Lord put on my heart. I don't know if one is right. I don't know if two is right. I don't know if any of them are right. I hope the third one is. But the first one is simply this. Is that it's a sign or a picture of Jesus. It's a picture of buried. Remember the baptism? Buried in the water come up on the third day, or come up into the, into the new, newness of life. Could be a picture of that. It could be a picture of it being burying the old man, or the old way. Remember, they're coming out of the wilderness. Maybe it's a burying of that old life, as now they step into this new life. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's this. Maybe they, maybe... After, when he builds this, maybe when the waters recede, remember the waters are swollen. Maybe, don't know, maybe when the river goes back down, 
the rocks are there. You can maybe see the top of the rocks. Maybe you can see some of the rocks. And that is a sign to what? The generations to come, that that is where they crossed, not where they lodged. This is where they crossed. Maybe that's the one. I said I had three, I got four. I got one more. And this is the one that I love, or the one that I hope that what it is. Maybe in this given moment of time, Joshua thought to himself, I cannot believe where I'm at. I cannot believe that the Lord gave me this position. Out of all the men in the world, Joshua was chosen to lead the people out of the wilderness into the promised land. Why me? God, there's, a, there's a, like a picture of the relationship of the love that they have for him. He sets this memorial in the middle. I don't know if anybody ever sees it again. I don't know if the water's ever received it again. You, you can, I've, I've looked and looked and I don't know. But here's another point in that, is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Joshua did that on his own. He set up a memorial. This is what I would like to think, that he set up a memorial to recognize the sovereignty, the love, the grace, and mercy that the Lord had on him and the ability, the responsibility that he gave him to lead his people. And it was a memorial to the Lord, a personal memorial to the Lord. If nobody ever seen it, the Lord and Joshua would, would know it was there. Man, I love that. I, I hope that's what it is. I hope it's one of those. Again, I just want to say that, that those are my thoughts. Those are what the Lord put on my heart. You can take it for what it's worth. I would encourage you to research it for yourself and come to your own conclusion. But I just love that, that Joshua would, would just, he, he must love the Lord so much. The Lord has given him the responsibility to lead these people. What an incredible responsibility. He must have done it well. He must have been done it, doing it well because he said he exalted him like he did Moses. So there must have been some, something there that, that just really worked. And man, I love that part. Verse 10. For the priests who carried the ark were standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was complete that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. All the people hurried and crossed. You can only, you can only kind of imagine, right? I've, I'm not really sure even how many people there were, but I'm sure there was a lot. And, they, and the, the water parts, the people are crossing. I mean to leave the wilderness and know they're going into the promised land? Man, it must have been like, yeah! They must have been like charging. They hurried and crossed. And when the people had finished crossing, the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed before the people. The sons of Reuben, the sons of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over in battle array before the sons of Israel, just as Moses had spoken to them about 40,000 equipped for war. That's just the ones equipped for war, 40,000. Crossed the battle, crossed four battles before the Lord to the desert plains of Jericho. Look with me at verse 14. On that day, 
On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel so that they revere him, just as they had revered Moses all the days of his life. There it is. There it is. Put him on the same playing field as Moses. They revered him. Now the Lord said here again, the Lord says to Joshua, command the priest who carry the ark of the testimony that they come up from the Jordans. So Joshua commanded the priest, hey, come on up out of the water. Come on out of there. Come out of the Jordan. And it came about when the priest who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord had come up from the middle of the Jordan and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up to the dry land that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and went over all its banks as before. You remember that it was overflowing. Now, when you look back at the stones that are in the middle, I don't really imagine that you can see the stones. Maybe when it recedes, you can see it like I said before. I don't, don't really know. Honestly, don't. So now when the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th of the month, first month of camp at Gilgal, on the eastern edge of Jericho, those 12 stones, remember we talked about earlier, those 12 stones that the 12, uh, one from each tribe, had taken to the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. We already read this. He said to the sons of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are those stones? Then you shall inform the children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. It was a memorial, a remembrance of the crossing of the Jordan. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed, just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed, that all the peoples on the earth will know that the Lord, that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. I love verse 24, that all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is your God forever. I have totally not looked at my notes. So I don't even know where we're at on the notes. But I just love the idea of Joshua. I love the idea of how much he loved the Lord, how obedient he was to the Lord, how he did what the Lord said. And I would just have to wonder, are we, how are we faring in that? If the Lord is speaking to you, what have you done? Are you following what the Lord has asked you to do? That's the question of the day, it seems like, with all the stuff that's going on, all the different things in this world that seem to be going haywire. Maybe the Lord is asking you to do something. Maybe your Lord is asking you to take a stand or to go here or to go there. Are you listening to what the Lord has to say? Are you following the will for your life that the Lord is directing your path? The day that they crossed over, on that very day, they, um, the Lord exalted Joshua. The Lord speaks to Joshua again. They came out of the Jordan 
just going to backtrack here for a second because there's a couple more things that I want to pull out of here. They came out of the Jordan and the waters of the Jordan returned back to where they were. The stones were set up at Gilgal as a memorial over the wilderness. Memorial for what? Generations to come. Well, this is going to be a quick sermon, guys. Shane. I'm going to ask some pretty important questions. And I think I'm just going to read what I had wrote because um, I think it's really important in light of all the things that are going on, in light of the times, in light of the story here, the memorial stones. I, I would just kind of wonder, even to myself, what kind of a legacy, what kind of a stones, you know, what happens when I'm gone? I mean, is there any memorial other than you know, he was a pastor of Living Truth or, or that? You know, I, I, I don't know. But I want to I read what I had wrote, and I'll probably make a couple of comments. So, Shane, just hang tight there just for a second. And I wrote this. I says, have we forgotten where we have come from? See, when you look at Joshua in the middle of there, I don't think, I think Joshua remembered where he came from. I think that he was displaying an attitude of gratitude when he, when he built that memorial to the Lord. Out of all, again, of all the people in the world, Joshua was chosen. Joshua was chosen. And I got to say, I got I to say to us again, isn't it amazing how we are here for such a time as this? You could say, why, why am I here? Why am I here at this specific time? Why am I even in living truth? Why am I in the state of California? Why am I, why am I, why am I? Because you were chosen for such a time as this, to be here at this very moment. You were chosen. I was chosen. This place was chosen for such a time as this. Maybe the generation before or maybe the generation after wouldn't be able to handle the things that are being thrown at us today. God has given us the ability to handle anything and everything that's being thrown at us. But we have to remember. See, Joshua remembered what the Lord had done. Joshua paid homage to what the Lord had done. I think that we forget too much. Sometimes I wear a name tag because I forget my name. Ha ha. Partial joke. But I think we forget where we come from. I think that we forget that he's picked us up out of the Murray clay and he's set us on the rock, the rock of Jesus. I think that we forget that and we start wallowing in our self-pity and we wonder why, 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 and why. And the question I would say is why not? He's given us the ability. He's put us here right now for such a time as this. In my wildest dreams, I never thought I would be standing up here ever in my whole life. But God had other plans. And God has plans for you. No matter where you're at, where you're at, where you work, where you live. Have we forgotten the years in the wilderness? How many years did you run in the wilderness? I was in the wilderness for 40 years before I finally surrendered. 40 years! Have we forgotten the wonderful works of the Lord 
as we have walked upon this earth. God has been very gracious to all of us. Now we can say, oh, how I don't, I don't think that I've been, he's been all that gracious. It's funny because he puts bread, breath in our lungs every morning. He wakes us up for another day. Most of us should be dead by now from the way we lived and the rejection of God. But God loved you so much that he gave and continues to give you and I grace and mercy every single morning. He says our blessings are new every morning. What would it take for you to remember the works of the Lord in your life? These are questions that you can kind of mull over in your own mind. I love the fact that Joshua, and I would love to believe, decided he would take the memorial one step further and set one up that maybe only he and the Lord knew about. The memorial was not something to worship, but keep the Lord the main focus. To remember that the Lord was there at a time when the task seemed impossible. You've been there? You ever been there when you just thought, oh my goodness, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. And the next thing you know, the sun comes up the next day. And you're hallelujah. Right? But God does the impossible if we let him. Question, are you letting him today do the impossible in your life? I pray that you are. If not, now is the time. I don't know if you are still in the wilderness or you're crossing the river. Either way, it's time to surrender. The Lord is ready to bring you all the way home. Will you let him? Pray with me, Lord, as we come before you this evening. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for this moment in time together, Lord, as we have opportunity to love up on one another, Lord, as we have opportunity to come together again, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to remember, Lord, the things that you have brought us through, Lord, the things that seemed impossible, Lord, you have brought us through. You have been with us all the way, Lord. You will be with us till the end. Your word says you'll never leave us nor forsake us. I pray for those that are out there tonight, Lord, either in the audience or by the TV, Lord, that if they have not received you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, that they would at this very moment, Lord, today is the day of salvation. Lord, for those who have fallen away, I pray that they would come back to their first love, Lord, that they would remember the different times in life that you have touched them, Lord, that you have grabbed their hand, Lord, and saved them by your grace and mercy. Lord, what an incredible time to be alive. In spite of all the things going on, Lord, you're still on the throne. Your grace and your mercy still prevail. And we give that to you, Lord. For those, Lord, who have prayed the sinner's prayer, Lord, it's something like this. Lord, come into my life. I recognize I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, help me walk with you all the days of my life. And for those of you who have fallen away just for a short time, maybe you've backslidden. Lord, bring me back to my first love. I love you, Lord. I repent. I turn, Lord, and I come back to you. It's that simple. It's that simple. But you've got to mean it in your heart. You've got to believe it with everything that you are. And then you have to do it. We walk by faith and not by sight. So, Lord, I pray that you would give us all faith to continue to walk this walk and walk, Lord. This walk with you, Lord. Help us, Lord, we pray. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>